Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Fat Boys Dynasty Podcast. Coming at you live, as always, Bo and Brant on the YouTube channel, presented by the Fantasy Holics Podcast Network. Brant, this is about to be a super special episode for us for a couple of different reasons. First and foremost, we got a big announcement to come up about uh, the Sunday start sit. We're going to talk about that a little bit later on as the show goes on. We're both getting ready to go on vacation to go watch some football in person. And I don't know how you could not be excited about the two explosive offenses we're getting ready to go witness. One of them hung up 13 points on the New York Jets. The other one managed 21 against New the uh, Carolina Panthers. These team, two teams are just as hot as can be right now, Brent. So it's about to be an absolute slugfest, offense, offense, down your throat all game. You won't, there'll be nobody sleeping. It, it'll just be standing at attention at, at all times. <laughs> then to a serious note, we are both in so many leagues that we're making this grind ourselves, but it's time to start getting into that playoff mode for fantasy football, Brent. It's right around the corner. And really, this is the week where you've got to make your roster changes to get yourself in prime position to make a run at that title. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is the time where you got to drop maybe some dead weight that will never make your lineup. Go out and make sure you're cuffing certain running backs, even if they're not your running backs, but you're cuffing them. And then the biggest thing in my mind, and one thing that can win win some games is your defenses. So right now is the time to really go out and, and try to start streaming your defense, try to start finding what defense do I want for week 15, 16, and 17. I'm sorry, guys, if you go to week 18, you're on your own. These fat boys do not go to week 18 because we don't believe that's a true week when it comes to fantasy. So uh, we will get you through week 17, though. <laughs> yeah, uh, go ahead and, and write your commissioners of your league if you're going – uh, to week 18, because that's just insane. You get these teams that get first round buys locked in, or maybe they can't make the buys, but they're guaranteed a playoff spot. They start resting some starters and matchups that don't mean anything uh, in order to get themselves healthy for the playoffs. It's never good for fantasy. You got to you got to get that out of your league. Um, it just it just adds a lot of problems um, to things. So you you can't do that. But nonetheless, Brant, we've got an exciting show on our hands today to get us ready for the playoffs. Let's get these bibs on. And let's see. been a minute since we saw that i had some technical difficulties on my end last week we didn't get an episode out so i want to apologize to everybody for that but this is a special episode we're getting ready to, to get you guys set up for the playoffs we've got some defenses on tap that are riding high right now that have extremely easy schedules brant's got some other defenses to potentially look at streaming week by week and we've got some handcuffs running back handcuffs that you are must owns for the playoffs whether you own the guy that they're cuffing or not these are guys that are worth rostering 
And then, Brant, you've got some wide receivers to potentially look at as well. I have one name I want to throw out there myself. So um, let's go ahead and jump right into this, Brant. Let's let's start off with the defenses because at the end of the day, it's not just coaches speak. Defense wins championships, especially if you have a league where a defense is in there. You can't be having defenses put up negative points or even single-digit points. So tell me what you've got for defenses, Brant. One of my favorite ones is one that's probably been dropped over the last few weeks as we just saw them get – derailed by the San Francisco 49ers. That's the Philly defense. Yes, their secondary is a little beat up, a little banked up, a little easier to get through on. But let's look at some of the teams they get to play that's going to be real easy to get to their quarterbacks. That's Seattle, who doesn't pose a whole lot of threat on the offensive line right now. The New York Giants, who is who knows who their quarterback is going to be at that time. And the Arizona Cardinals. This is these are teams that they really can create some sacks, get between the lines, I or get get past the line and to the quarterbacks. I really think that the Philly Eagles, Philadelphia Eagles, could be a winning uh, defense for a lot of teams. And like I said, they're very easy, probably easily to acquire on the waivers, especially with the fact that they just played San Francisco. Odds are they're probably still sitting out there. And I believe they have another tough match up this week with Dallas. So if you get them early, now's the time. Wait for waivers to clear, scoop them up, stash them on your bench. Get rid of some of that depth, like maybe a Trey Palmer who's never going to make your lineup. Get rid of him. Stash the defense for the playoffs. Yeah, and so it's sometimes it's hard to advocate, Brant, because uh, you, know, you mentioned cutting the dead weight earlier before we hit the intro, and it's like – that just makes me cringe because us fat boys, we don't cut dead weight. That's that's what makes us fat boys. But uh, when it comes to this lineup, if there if you've got a guy in your lineup, and again, I want this to be to be known. If you've made the playoffs, Brent, you've got a good starting core and a couple good rotational pieces. Otherwise, you wouldn't be there, right? Um, so you don't need those guys that are the low hanging like dud, like just not picked over guys that you could set on the waiver and nobody else is going to pick up players when you could go out and stack stash one of these defenses like you mentioned the eagles who just got derailed as you used against the niners and are probably going to get exposed again this week by the cowboys but then that schedule gets really nice and you're you're talking about juicy revenge games which again i i think right now i'm a little scared of seattle's offense if they start going through dk man running the fastest play in the nfl this season and that's against like tyree kill who's had some breakaway touchdowns dk was on a next level this thursday um, so I am, I, I do think that Seattle offense is bouncing back a little bit. So it does make me nervous, but that Arizona matchup. And then what was the other team you said they played in the middle there, Brant? You said the New York uh, Giants, Tommy, oh, Tommy yeah. DeVito, DeVito, two, two teams that, that hemorrhage, um, defensive pressures. So yeah, if you can scoop up the Eagles and get rid of somebody who's, you know, maybe you're holding on to an IR player because you're like, you don't have too many IR spots and it's not. It's not somebody who's going to start in your lineup next year. You just cut ties and, and move on. And, and one of my favorite defenses to do, Brent, and, and I know this is going to sound Homer-ish, but for those of you that have been paying attention, it's not. The Atlanta Falcons may be one of the best streaming offense or defenses um, for not only just currently riding hot streak, but for the playoffs as well, Brant. Um, they've had plenty of, plenty of turnovers forced as well as plenty of um, interceptions, things like that, scores from the defense. And they have a very easy schedule. Tampa Bay with Baker Mayfield this week, which you and I will be at in person. Hopefully that defense balls out. They've got Carolina with Bryce Young, 
Um, interim head coach, like just nothing going on there in town. Um, although Carolina did have their best offensive explosion against Tampa Bay this week, I don't expect much from them moving forward. Indy with a backup quarterback and Garner Minshew and absent uh, Jonathan Taylor, and then wrapping it up in Chicago against Justin Fields, who we all know can, can give up turnovers, Brent. Currently in like the lowest non-juiced, no bonus points for defenses leagues. They're averaging about seven and a half points in fantasy right now. Uh, and that's coming off some, some bad games in the middle of the season there. They were really good early, gave up some stinkers to the Titans, um, the Cardinals, the Vikings, and now they're back on track. They, they averaged in that league with no juice scoring brand. It was like 15 points, then 18 points. So they're doing really well right now. And I expect that to continue. Um, this is an, another defense right now. I think they're ranked 16th currently um, trending upwards in, in fantasy. So they should probably be available out there for you guys to go scoop up and score. If you're not in a league with Brant, who's done it everywhere in every league I've been. I, I streamed them this past week because of that juicy, juicy matchup they had. And where they hung, they hung just enough points to get by that Giants team, um, or Jets team. Sorry, one of those New York teams that don't even know where they live. Um, one of my other defenses is Kansas City, and I know a lot of people are like, "Oh, they're the offensive team. They're the offensive team." Right now, their defense actually ranks in the NFL higher than their offense does. I don't have the ranks off hands. I did look at it last night. Um, but they get New England, who can't hang any points up, but they're not even sure who their quarterbacks is. Then they get the Raiders, who's with backup quarterback Aiden O'Connell. They have been serviceable. And then they get the Cincinnati Bengals. They get all three of those games in the playoffs. Team that can't hang points and two backup quarterbacks. Give me the Kansas City defense, creating some turnovers creating some sacks, outstanding defense they have been, and I do believe they're on waivers in about 50% of leagues. Yeah, I and and I, I first of all, Brant, Kansas City's defense is, is definitely playing the best, probably the best defense Patrick Mahomes has had that I can think of. They get pressure, um, you know, they're, they're decent and contained. They're not getting beat by big, big plays and, and shootout games like they have in the past, but uh, yeah, it's definitely one. If, if you can get them with that playoff schedule, that's really nice as well. That may be another another one that you can set in your lineup and worry about other spots and not have to worry about your defense. I Brent, I thought the Falcons schedule might be one of my favorites out there for remaining teams uh, defensively. And then I saw this one and I was like, how is that not being talked about? The Green Bay Packers, who just beat the Chiefs last or last night, Brent, on Sunday night, Face the New York Giants this week, Tampa Bay, Carolina, and Minnesota to end the season. Talk about teams that don't know their identity. Talk about teams that don't know that or trust their quarterback. That's insane to me. Uh, and this defense is still not 100% healthy in Green Bay. You got Jair Alexander, who's still been banged up. Um, you know, there, there's, there's, Rashawn Gary's really started to get going here lately. This is a defense that's putting pressure on the quarterback, good linebacker play. And they're they're ball hawking. They're taking the opportunities to make plays for their their team. And Jordan Love's been pretty good too, taking some pressure off this defense, keeping them off the field so they don't have to be out there all the time. These guys aren't exhausted. This is a defense that I think could win, make some really big news uh, as far as being a potential league winner. I know you don't hear that very often when it comes to defenses, Brant, but this this Green Bay Packers team is one I think you could see score 15 points in every one of the, these matchups to end the season. Yeah, absolutely. They're they're a team. They looked phenomenal last night. Um, I didn't realize how good their 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 offense and defense both looked great last night. 
this is a team that definitely um, you could be getting on board on, um, and but you may have to get on real quick before they do it again. Is Christian Watson a must start now after back to back two touchdown games again? Is it the second um, half of the season? He's just the guy, or what's going on there? I, I, I think that might be he might be a very valuable flex start. Um, and think about it, you're making the he is not going to be a dead weight guy. He would have been a dead weight guy prior to these two weeks. Um, I think you might be talking about Romeo Dobbs being the dead weight guy there. Um, I'd have to go back and look at those stats a little bit more. But, um, yeah, I think Watson's definitely, because you think about it, you haven't used him all year probably. And now you're going to sign him into your like flex. This. Now you're going to sign him into your flex. So I'm going to talk about you don't have any more defenses, just singular oh, defenses. Oh, please please so go ahead with the streaming options. We're going to go into week 15. And, guys, if you're going to stream some defenses, get on them early. They we're going into week 14, so you need to get your 15 defense, 16 defense. I do have a few leagues where I may or may not have three defenses on my bench just waiting for these weeks, Atlanta being one of them. Week 15, you got the Vikings, got Cincy, Miami's got the Jets, Chiefs have New England, Saints have the New York Giants, and the Falcons have the Carolina Panthers. Probably the best five defenses to go stream. At least two of those are probably sitting on your waivers. Um, and then week 16, you're looking at the Steelers, who have Cincy. Steelers' defense is always good. Green Bay has Carolina. Washington has the Jets. Denver has New England. And Philly has the Giants. Another five deep five defenses that could very well help you out. Now, week 17, this is probably my favorite matchup. you got the number one defense in Cleveland going against the New York Jets. That's probably the best streaming option. So if you can get a hold of that one, go ahead and grab that. Then you got the Jags versus Carolina, the Rams versus the Giants, Kansas City versus Cincy, and Philly versus Arizona. Those are five defenses for each one of those weeks that you guys can get ahead of the game and go stash. Absolutely. And again, Brand, I can't emphasize enough. If your league has the team defense, special teams plays in there, these are important come playoffs. You can't just abandon these and and, and right away. We, we actually had a, a question on our live start sit this Sunday, Brand, that made me realize – how scary the Baltimore Ravens playoff schedule is. That's been a really serviceable defense um, all year long. If you've had them, you're probably not even considering looking at, um, you know, other defenses that might be available, but their playoff schedule is really quite deceiving. And I'm not sure I have a whole lot of hope for them um, to put up a whole lot of points. They, they're currently the number two overall defense, Brant. They're on a, coming off of a bye. They have the Los Angeles Rams, Jacksonville Jaguars, San Francisco 49ers, Miami Dolphins. I don't hold a lot of hope for them to, to keep those teams under under 20 points a game, um, maybe some turnovers. But, man, you're talking about some really high-powered offenses coming into town there. And, and this is why I say you, you go if you're if you're the team that owns Baltimore, you've been extremely happy with what you've got with them so far, Brent. Maybe your team's playing really well, your, your first or second seed in the playoffs, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden your team's getting torched by the Miami Dolphins, and you're playing some team that's like seven and six making the playoffs – uh, who has, you know, um, the, the Kansas City Chiefs defense or the Philadelphia Eagles defense for week 17 against the Arizona Cardinals. And all of a sudden, your good teams match up with another good team, but they got the edge on you with defensive points. It, it, it happens every year in fantasy, Brant. It's, it's a forgotten position. Mm -hmm. and if your league has it, you have to stay on top of it. Yep. Kickers, I'm not going to go into it. Kickers are also forgotten position. I may or may not have won my title because of – the fact that I swapped my kickers last minute, and instead of a rainy, sloppy game, I went into a dome kicker, and I had Matt Prater, who I think 
on like 18 points for my kicker that week. He had like 350 yard bombs and, and some extra points. So keep an eye on your kicker. Really keep an eye on this weather here. Um, also, I'm not going to go through names because weather changes so much. And, and we will be Sunday mornings live start sit mm-hmm. to be there too. Uh, you know, go ahead and keep you informed on on weather of games and, and what to look for. But all right, Brent, let's get into these handcuffs. But before we do, I, I think it's worth prefacing. You don't necessarily have to own the starting running back in these teams. If you've got available bench space, picking these guys up sometimes can be just as good for you as it is bad for your league mates. And if you're in leagues like I'm in, I love being able to hold something over one of my friends' heads and say, look what I got that you want, you can't have, or that sucks to suck. You're not going to win this week because I have that player that you need. Um, So this is that chance to go do that for the playoffs when it really, really matters, Brant. So who's a running back that you're interested in for this playoff stretch that right now is not the starter on their team, but very well could be? Let me tell you, they played the number 29th ranked defense in week 15. They played the number 27th ranked defense in week 16, and they play play the 31st ranked defense against running backs in week 17. So if the starter goes down in Philadelphia, if DeAndre Swift goes down in Philadelphia, you get a cheaper version in Kenneth Gainwell. He can still run between the tackles. He will still catch the ball in the open field. This, this is a must-own handcuff for me. Like I said, 29, 27, 31. Seattle, New York Giants, and Arizona. Some of the worst defenses against running backs and fantasies. Absolutely should be automatically rostered somewhere in your league. After waivers clear, go out and pick him up. We've seen Swift go down with injuries. We know Philly has a tough schedule. They're coming off a tough game. They play a very tough defense this week. You could really easily see I don't want to wish injury on anybody, but if Swift goes down, Kenneth Gainwell could be a huge upside for anyone that's holding on to him. Absolutely, Brent. I'm going to talk about these two guys here in like the same breath here, Brent. So I'm just going to go through them pretty quick. And I, again, of course, I'm not wishing injury on the starter for this team because I have him in several leagues and it's my team. That's uh, the Atlanta Falcons with Bijan Robinson. And of course, that means I'm talking about Tyler Algier and Cordero Patterson. Now, right now, Cordero Patterson, I'll, I'll start with him first because he's got the least value of the two if there isn't something that happens to Bijan. But right now, Cordero Patterson is averaging 4.3 yards per carry, second highest on the team behind only Bijan. He's, he's actually out carrying um, yards per carry over Tyler Algier. And if either of Bijan or Tyler Algier get hurt, Cordero Patterson steps up into that number two role or if it's with a, it'd be a 50-50 split with Algier because he's a better pass-catching back than Algier. You could really see Cordero Patterson get back into that hybrid role, Brent, that he had in the, 2020, or the 2021 and 2022 seasons where he finished as the RB9 and RB30, respectively. So this is a guy that, again, he's, he's running angry. If you watch the games, he's looking for contact. He's looking to go run people over. He's a big physical back that not by the time it's the fourth quarter – defenses are tired of fit, getting hit by him. They're shying away. They're going down for his legs. He's hopping over him, taking him off. And again, he's got Carolina, Indy, and Chicago to finish the season out. Pretty good matchup. Same for Tyler Algier. Now let me get into him for a minute. So in the two games this season, Brant, that he's got the, over 50% of the snaps, both games he finishes a high RB2 with RB1 upside. What I mean by that is, had he have had a touchdown in either of those games, you see his value go way up. The Atlanta Falcons identity at this point is a running team. 
Drake London, Kyle Pitts, those are all great. Desmond Ritter is not. Arthur Smith is not. What Arthur Smith, Smith does do well is run the damn ball. If B. John Robinson goes down, Tyler Algier is the league winner in fantasy football, Brent, because we already know Arthur Smith loves him anyway. And if there's no B. John Robinson, B. John Robinson in town, Tyler Algier is a league winner. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, go out and get that guy. A lot of people have started to drop him because Bijan has taken over, but that is definitely one guy I'll be holding on to if possible. Um, and then this one's another one that that is it was really shocked me when I just looked. He's about 20% owned in in most redraft leagues. Uh Dynasty, I'm pretty sure he's owned pretty much across the board. And he gets the number 26 ranked running defense, 18th ranked rush defense, and the 32nd worst or the, the worst rush defense against uh, against fantasy running backs. And that is Joshua Kelly of the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. If something happens to Eckler, once again, we've seen Eckler go down with injury. Joshua Kelly gets a pretty tasty matchup where he gets the Raiders, the Bills, and Denver. Denver is actually giving up the most fantasy points to running backs. Shocked me when I looked that up because I could have swore it would have been Seattle. We're actually third. Third worst. <laughs> but I, I'm going out and I'm picking up Joshua Kelly's another guy that, that definitely should be out there and rostered um, on most teams in, the, in, in fantasy. I think Joshua Kelly's got some standalone value as it sits not right now, Brant, because we've definitely seen the the usage of Eckler be down a little bit from what it was in the past. Eckler's not really a bell cow anymore like he used to be, and I think a lot of that has to do with Joshua Kelly's look good enough to earn a role on that offense. So both running backs that I have actually just spoke about, one is ranked inside the top 50 and the other is inside the top 55 running backs on the year, actually. So, yes, they do, and, and, and they're starting to see it more. And the Chargers may shut Eckler down because they're not in playoff contention. Um, and Philly, you could see Philly really lower in the lower in the work order for uh, Swift as well um, as they go into the season. Maybe not so much after taking that L last night, uh, but they definitely could be considering to lower his workload. Sure. All right, my last one, Brant, is a guy that. I, he, I think there's probably a good chance in some short, shorter bench leagues he's probably available. Um, and this is a guy that I think if he's out there, you absolutely have to pick up, whether you own the running back in town or not. This is Elijah Mitchell of the San Francisco 49ers. And, again, I'm not wishing injury on CMC, but how many times, Brent, have we seen that man miss games or miss time because he gets banged up, because he gets hurt, because he runs hard. He's involved in every play, whether it's pass catching or running the ball. His, his workload is just through the roof. And in his absence, Elijah Mitchell is a darn good fantasy option. And again, this this is a team that has a fairly um, routine playoff schedule, I guess. I don't know if you want to necessarily call it that, but it's it's not a playoff schedule that scares me off of running backs, Brant. They have, uh, let's see here, they have the Arizona Cardinals week 15, who everybody runs all over. Week 16, they have a tough matchup in the Baltimore Ravens. And then week 17, they have the Washington Commanders. So these are all teams you can run on. And if CMC happens to not be available, you're talking about Elijah Mitchell as a guy that helps win leagues as well. And I know it's easy for me to sit here and pound the table and say, if, 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 if these guys are, are league winners, but you're talking about a high probability of, of something potentially happening. 
and you hurting the other people you're playing, or if you own CMC, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, absolutely. This is a guy that you definitely need to go. I was laughing because one is ranked the 31st, one's ranked the 21st, one ranked the 11th against the running backs um, and, and what they'll play. Uh, but yeah, if CMC goes down, I've held on to him in our dynasty league the entire time. He's only 24% owned in uh, redraft leagues on sleeper. So for 25%, sorry. Um, so definitely he should be out there, especially in, like you said, the shorter bench ones. And, and he's a guy that if CMC goes down, he's definitely going to win you some leagues. So absolutely is a guy that should be rostered, especially if you're not a CMC owner, odds are the CMC owner probably has a buy or is locked into probably the top three seeds right now, I would try to be picking up his handcuff right now and stash that because if CMC gets hurt or they slow down his workload, Mitchell has a huge upside. Absolutely, Brian. Absolutely. So tell me, you've got you've got a couple teams of wide receivers that you like their matchups. So go ahead and take me through that, and then I'll talk about the wide receiver that I kind of like personally. You and me have been banging on talking about these wide receivers from Greg Dorsch to Marquise Brown. The Arizona Cardinals, they play San Francisco 49ers. I know, ooh, big, scary 49ers. They're 17th against the wide receiver, actually. They do give up some points through the air. Most of the time, it's garbage time. But guess what? That's always fun time in fantasy. Then they get the Chicago Bears, who are actually better against the pass than the San Francisco 49ers. But once again, it is still the Chicago Bears. They still give up big plays. And then they get the Philadelphia Eagles, who are the worst against pass catchers right now. So Arizona gets the Niners, Chicago, and Philly. Decent matchups going into the playoffs. Probably a couple guys that are still on waivers. Greg Dorch is probably still out there. Uh, Michael Wilson's a guy that I would maybe be keeping an eye on my watch list um, if he comes back. And then um, Marquise Hollywood Brown is another guy. Rondale Moore is probably out there, too. Rondale Moore is another one. This one, you got to play homer. I get to play homer now. It's the Seattle Seahawks. We get Philly in week 15. Then our schedule, we finally get out of our gauntlet of teams that we've had to play. And we'll get Tennessee, who's 24th against the pass, and then Pittsburgh, who's 25th against the pass. Yeah, Pittsburgh rushes the passer pretty well, but they don't cover the pass pretty well. Then everybody wants a piece of this third one. That's the Kansas City Chiefs. Go out, get you a piece right now. Rasheed Rice is the greatest piece probably to be owning right now. Go out, make sure you grab yourself a little piece of this offense. They get New England, the Raiders, and then Cincy. The Raiders actually rank 13th against the pass, so that's a tougher matchup, but it's still the Kansas City Chiefs. But New England and Cincy are still in the bottom tier of pass defenses. So those guys are, you know, easily rostered, easily rosterable. Um, when it comes down to Arizona, we talked about the multiple backs that are probably available. Seattle, you probably can go out and get JSN. And if you're in a deep league, go pick up Bobo because if something happens to any of these wide receivers in Seattle, Bobo's the next man up. And we saw what he did in DK's absence. I believe he had two touchdowns in that game in DK's absence earlier this year. Um, and then Kansas City, we talked about what you got. Kadarius Tony's there. Um, Watson's there. And Rashid Rice, if he's still available. MVS is the guy that Pat looks for. Mahomes looks for on deep balls. Yep. Hasn't been great, but he is still he is still there. Gets plenty of opportunities. I doubt Rasheed Rice is available, but man, if he is, you gotta scoop him now. Mm-hmm. He's he's on fire right now. He doesn't come out of my lineup at this point. Absolutely. Brent, the guy I want to talk about is 
a rookie I kind of liked, then I didn't kind of like, then I kind of liked, then I didn't kind of like. And now I kind of like him again, but it's at a cost of a veteran that I've really loved this year. And that's Jonathan Mingo of the Carolina Panthers. Mm -hmm. This guy has slowly become the number one wideout in town. Uh, Bryce Young's really starting to form a chemistry with him. I'm still not writing home about uh, Jonathan Mingo as a wide receiver one in, in, in the NFL or in fantasy football. I still think they address that. I think T. Higgins is in a Carolina Panthers uniform next year, but we'll talk about that on a different Ooh. show for today. But Jonathan Mingo, the last four weeks, Brent, have been do has been doing what we've expected out of Thielen every week. Seven targets, six targets, six targets, ten targets in a sloppy wet fest this weekend where if I was Bryce Young, I'd be going to the trusty sure-handed vet, Adam Thielen, but he wasn't. He was going to Jonathan Mingo, who made play after play after play after play this week. And it's the best I've seen the Carolina Panthers offense look. I watched that game um, last week for, for a couple different reasons, divisional game, as well as I'm getting ready to go see the Bucks in person, right? So kind of wanted to see what they had all, had going on. Jonathan Mingo was the star of the show, and it was quiet how he did it, Brant, because it was just – 10-yard catch, 7-yard catch, 13-yard catch, 8-yard catch. It's just quiet all day long, but he was just catching the ball. Bryce Young was looking his way all the time. This is a guy that I think, again, in those deeper leagues where maybe I don't want to carry four tight ends into the playoffs or my quarterback's coming through. But I've got Josh Allen as my quarterback. The Bills are finishing up their bye week this week, getting ready to come back. Maybe I've got some you know extra quarterbacks I can drop off my team. And I can go pick up a guy like Jonathan Mingo. This is a guy that I think ends up having some flex appeal for you moving down the stretch. Really, this is a guy that if you can go get a hold of him at Dynasty now might be your last possible chance to make a move to go get him. Um, yeah, I absolutely love that. I, I liked Mingo going into this year. I've been a little grossed out by Carolina's offense. Haven't really wanted to watch a whole lot of it. I drafted Bryce Young as my number two quarterback, and it's been ugly this year in my super flex dynasty yeah well it, it's looking up just like bryce young is to all of his offensive linemen brand right i just wanted to get a guy that was the same height as me this is this is talking about disappointing brand this is this is not good but we have to talk about it it's our job this is what we get you know we're here to do thursday night we have the new england patriots at the pittsburgh steelers there's a game Steelers. Steelers favored by six points, uh, a grand total line from Vegas of 30.5 points, Brant. So it's going to be a snooze fest. I heard a rumor maybe that Bill Belichick might be dusting off the old Pete Carroll 12s and getting out there under center for the Patriots. Just let me do the damn thing myself, he's saying. He, they put him on the graphic for the Thursday night game. He's got to be in there. Um, man, this you talk about a bad football game here, Brant. Did Malik Cunningham get any shot in that game this week? I don't I don't remember it. I know Bailey Zappi was not impressive. Man, give give him a shot, man. I'm going to back here to look. That's what I want to see. If I'm going to pick anything to see in this gross, gross game that's going to be on, let me see a shot. Let me see Malik Cunningham get a shot on the field. It can't um, be any worse than what they've been trotting out. Also, keep an eye on Ramondre Stevenson. I know he went out, and uh, Zeke looked pretty good. 17 carries, 52 yards, four catches for 40. Not a bad game for Zeke. Um, yeah, I really want to see them give Cunningham a shot. That's about all I want to see in this. And then I think Kenny Pickett's due to miss some time, too, as well. 
Yeah, Kenny Pickett actually went un- underwent ankle surgery today, successful okay. ankle surgery. Not putting him on the, on the IR, but he is expected to miss a few weeks, so it'll be Mitch Trubisky under center uh, yeah. for the Steelers. So there you go. There's that. Makes it a little bit better. Um, and then uh, Ramondre Stevenson is also extremely doubtful. Um, right now. The last I'm, I'm reading out of camp is that they're expecting him to miss a few games potentially. So gross i i don't what do you i don't if you love punters and field goal kickers this game is for you i really go out uh where is the game at i didn't look is it in pittsburgh well if the weather's nice you might go get yourself a kicker but you brought up zeke and the reason i want to bring up zeke is zeke is one of these guys that also has a very favorable matchup so if stevenson is going to be missing some time zeke's only owning 40 percent of uh, redraft leagues right now. So Zeke's a guy that that is on the top of my waivers right now. Uh, he does have a very, very tasty playoff matchup. Uh, so that's one guy that I definitely would be looking for. Man, that's going to be gross. Uh, he is on the injury report as of now. Um, I don't remember why. I just saw him go get changed questionable. By injury. So Potentially keep an eye on him, too. I don't know how much they give him work. Like I said, Brent, this game is disgusting. Uh, This is one I'm going to watch it just because I'm going to, but I don't know how excited I am to watch this. I'm kind of glad I won't be home. My kids have a game that night. There's a state championship game across the street. I will uh, go enjoy some school basketball over that. I don't blame you. Yeah, because uh, there might be more points. Well, there there should be. There should be. I don't. You could put on like a game of kickball on the Ocho, and I might watch that over this game. But nonetheless, that's what we've got for you this week, Grant. It's it's time to start making them moves for the playoffs, getting yourself ready. Um, that does bring me to the exciting announcement I have. Brant and I are obviously going to be MIA this weekend from the live start sit Sunday. We hate to do that to you guys, but I do want everybody to know we're leaving you in very, very capable hands. We've got the man, Josh Rodriguez and Patrick Jacks getting on here covering in our absence. They got some big, 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 big trousers to fill uh, massive weight line, massive dents and chairs to leave this weekend. I better um, hear their menu. I better get to hear their menu. We'll be on there to make sure we we chime in to make sure we hear what's on there. You and I will be stuffing our faces, I'm sure, with some pretty good food down in Atlanta. So uh, it should be a, it should be a good time for us as well. Uh, and like I said, there's a, there's always that chance, Brant. We may pop on and just say hello. Absolutely, absolutely, guys. This concludes our our episode this week. As always, stay hungry, stay fat, my friends.